Are you dissatisfied with your spiritual progress, feeling stuck without knowing why, even after deliverance prayers or years of therapy? Recover your dignity, find your purpose, and discover the thrill of walking with God once again. Explore spiritual consultations with Sonia at BibleStudyEvangelista.com. Click Go Deeper on the homepage, then one-on-one, and find out how to cooperate more deeply with the Holy Spirit's action in your life with a spiritual consultation. If you like having Bible study in your pocket and you have an iPhone or iPad, why not leave a review? Search Bible Study Evangelista in iTunes and tell everyone how you're loving and lifting all you've been given. Here's Sonia. It's the Bible Study Evangelista show, and I'm Sonia Corbett, your Catholic Evangelista in our Somata series, part four, Revelation of the Body. And we're in part three of part four. So we're talking about how to deal with pent up stress, emotion, and trauma. And we're looking at that because this is the main cause of most of our physical issues pent up stress, trauma, and emotion. Now, I want to address the fact that spiritual issues can also cause physical problems. Um, There are such things as afflicting spirits, spirits of certain stuff, right? And those are open doors that uh, forgiveness can help close. A real strategy in um, working toward eradicating your predominant fault, which is part of what we're doing today, because our predominant fault, our habitual behaviors come out of these wounds and trauma responses. So we're working on that today. But the spiritual aspects, those open doors, a lot of times those are rooted in unforgiveness. They're rooted in unrepented generational sins and some other spiritual uh, problems and issues, which, you know, now that I think about it, I have not done a, a whole series just on that. But I will say that in the Freedom from Anxiety series, the show on fighting the right battle talks about that quite a bit. So those are some spiritual open doors. But as far as the mental and emotional components to physical healing, we're going to work on some of that today. So we're going to go through a step-by-step guide for working through stress, emotion, and trauma physically. Now, I had a very, very strong physical reaction in studying for this section, the, the physical healing section of the Sacred Healing Masterclass. I was reading about trauma responses, and I felt my body go into this automatic reaction because I recognized that something that had baffled me years ago, I realized in that moment that it had been a trauma response, and that's why I couldn't figure it out. And my body went through that same reaction. I got to the, as I was reading about trauma responses, and I'm remembering this episode, you know, several years ago, I had the same reaction that I I had during that time. When my stomach got all up in knots, I couldn't breathe, my chest was tight, I, I felt like I needed to go take a walk just so I could relax, so I could breathe. And as I was having that physical reaction and reading about these trauma responses, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what this was all these years ago that has baffled me since then. I could not figure out why in the world 
I went down this road and kind of fell off the deep end in a couple of areas. And it was just, it, it was so surprising, you know, and I, I knew that it was rooted in my father wound and I felt like I was handling it pretty well. But my body was having this physical reaction and I was doing things that I didn't want to be doing, self-medication and other stuff. And, and I, I knew what the root was, but I seemed to have no control over it. And I, here's the thing. I could have. I think I could have controlled it. I didn't want to. That was what was so baffling. I mean, I'm like, what is going on? I could not figure it out. And I asked and prayed and I asked and prayed and, and I just, you know, I finally had to let it go because it was clear I wasn't going to get the answer right away. And as I was researching the body's reactions and the, the body's healing and how to heal the body from stored stress and stored trauma and stored emotion, as I was reading about that, I discovered, I knew immediately that that was the key. So before I launch into any more of that, I have tried for several weeks to shout out my friends of the show and I keep forgetting to do it and I do not want to do, I don't want to go through another show and not mention them and I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be a long list because there's a, a bunch of weeks that I have missed. So Laura H, Sandra E, Christiane K, Karen B, Carol M, Elvira M, Danielle B, Regina L, Sandra McCuh. Joan T, Cat D, Julie F, Bottom T, Diana Von G, uh, G sorry, uh, Gig or Gig R, Sandra B, Anita B, Marie A, Heather O, Jeffrey D, Donna B, Holly R, Patricia F, Kristen O, Flavia G, Savannah A, Julia J, Rhonda W, Maria L, Rosemary W, Gina S, Miranda Mc, Maria H, Diane G, Julie M, Denise S, Amanda W, Jean I, Anita W, Karen K, Phyllis T, Allison D, Sarah H, Allie B, Kelsey W, Tara D, Norma C, Natalie C, Chris G, Patty K, Michelle F, Donna H, Mary L, Carlene G, Kathy B, Elena C, Christine O, Suzette S, Deb F, Katrina H, Leslie A, Barbara S, John P, Casey M, Linda P, Rhonda S, Priya P H, Jody C, Chloe F, Noreen C, Esther L, Sylvia C, Carolyn Mc. G, Leah P, Denise S, Natalie K, Steve P, Gail P, Aaron B, Lee P, Deborah W. <laughs> Thank you all so much for supporting me and my ministry. I am hoping to offer like a Zoom meeting where we can do a prayer meeting online and we can see each other and, and talk to each other. Although the live prayer stream that I did um, this week was actually, uh, it was interesting. A couple people commented that they preferred not being able to see all of each other because it was distracting to see each person. Instead, they were able to actually focus on the prayers that were in the chat. So I don't know, that's something I'm kicking around. I'm always looking for ways that I can thank my friends of the show for uh, supporting me. And I just appreciate you so much. So I wanted to shout you out. And it has been several weeks. I keep saying I'm going to do it. And I keep my reminder sitting right here. And I have forgotten it several weeks in a row. So I wanted to do that. So forgive um, the long list. But I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so I love y'all. All right. So as I was studying on the physical responses that occurred during trauma, <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. 
that's what's going on. So you get these physical sensations. Perhaps your heart rate increases. You have a hard time breathing. You have a clenched jaw or clenched fists. Whatever it is that your body does in reaction to a stress or a trigger, you need to listen to it. You need to listen because the symptoms are information. They are messages so that you can work out that emotion, that stress. So as I was reading about these sorts of physical reactions and I had that memory and I remembered that period of time when I couldn't figure out what was going on. I was reading about the process of working through this kind of physical uh, trauma or stress reaction. And as I was reading about it, I noticed my own physical reaction and I just determined, I thought, I'm, I'm going to work through this. I'm going to actually really work through this. So as I sort of sat there with it and I started to remember that period of time, I started, I got tearful. There was a sensation, right? My physical body. I got tearful. I became a little bit confused. My thinking was a little bit confused. My heart rate increased. I couldn't breathe. So I was having difficulty breathing. And I started to feel this upper back pain, this really sharp stinging in my shoulder blade on the the left side. And I started to realize I was starting to have this irrational panic. And as I was reading through the process, I remembered that I needed to ground and I needed to come back to the present moment. As soon as I remembered that past event, it started this cascade of physical sensations and that brought on this panic because it was a physical reaction and I couldn't, I couldn't control it or I didn't think I could. It just happened. You know, I, I wasn't something that I, <laughs> I had, I didn't think I had any control over. So it made me panic a little bit. So I remembered that I needed to sort of ground myself. So I went back to my Emmanuel moment. And now you can see why you need that Emmanuel moment. It brings you back into the present. When you remember a trauma or when your body is remembering a trauma, it's, it's catapulting you back to the past. So you're living in the past. Your body is living in the past because it's been hijacked. The process of working through a stressful event has has been hijacked because the body hasn't been able to discharge all that emotion and all of that energy associated with a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response to stress. So I came back to my Emmanuel moment until I relaxed, until my heart rate slowed, until my breathing returned to normal, and I could feel those sensations in my body. And then I went back to probing that memory. I started thinking about that period of time and the emotions that were attached to that and the offenses that occurred and how upset they made me and how angry and and just all of that, right? And so I, I was following the stop tool and I asked the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, is there a memory attached to this sensation in my body besides the one that, that is coming up right now? And sure enough, I remembered something from my childhood and I was absolutely amazed. And so I was probing at that point. I had the memory. I'm looking for the emotion behind that memory. We'll finish this process in just a few minutes.
You're listening to the Bible Study Evangelista Show. Bible Study Spirits That Taste Like Cake. Let's get social. I'm no longer on Facebook, so come and connect with me in the new Catholic Evangelista community. Visit BibleStudyEvangelista.com and click Community on the menu, or scroll down to the radio notes and click the link to our community. We're sharing pics and prayers, love the word takeaways and insights on the daily readings, and everything else social. Come share with me. Sonia created the Love the Word Bible Study Method just for you, based on Mary's personal practice and formulated for your personality and temperament. Get your Love the Word meditations every Monday morning by signing up at BibleStudyEvangelista.com. Now, here's Sonia. sensation when you're having an eruption pay attention to what your body is doing because your body is giving you information it's telling you stuff and so as I was having these physical sensations I I started I got tearful I was experiencing some confusion in my thoughts my heart rate was increased I was having a hard time breathing I had this upper back pain and as I grounded somewhat in the Emmanuel moment because I had, I was starting to feel a little bit of panic that my body was sort of feeling out of control. So I grounded a little bit with the Emmanuel moment until I got relaxed. And then I sat with the Holy Spirit and I started to probe for the memory behind the physical reaction. Now, there were actually two memories. As I sat with the feelings that my body was having, I remembered that period of time about five or six years ago when I was having a really strong stress reaction to some stuff going on in my life at the time. And I was, I fell into some self-medication and to some very baffling behaviors that I, I really couldn't figure out why I didn't want to get control of. I mean, I just, I felt like being bad. I felt like doing the wrong thing, the bad thing, which makes sense here in a moment. I'm going to explain why, but But I couldn't figure out why. At the time, I was like, what am I doing? I mean, I want to do the wrong thing, but I don't really, but I do. You know, there was this conflict. So as I'm sitting with the Holy Spirit, remembering that period of time several years ago, I asked him for the other. It was there another memory. Was there a memory associated with this physical reaction? And immediately I remembered something that happened to me when I was about three or four, something that my, my father did to me. And um, as I remembered that memory, I started to probe for the emotion behind it. And the emotion was deep, deep sadness. It was very sad. And I, as I sat there thinking about that three-year-old, three or four-year-old, I don't remember how old I was, but as I sat thinking about it, I, I was trying to discern with the Holy Spirit, what was I so sad about? Obviously, yeah, I got in trouble. But why was I feeling so sad? And it was because I was bad. I had been bad. And because I was bad, I was being punished. And it was an all-day punishment. And and as I sat there with that memory, I realized how often that was the feeling that I had. You're bad. And that's why I wanted to do the bad thing when the stress reaction occurred, because throughout my life, although I didn't have 
like um, traumatic events, big time traumatic events, tragedies, that kinds of kind of thing. What I did have was many, many occurrences of abusive situations that I was too young to understand how to deal with and didn't know how to deal with that left me with this inherent sense of badness, that there's something wrong with me at the, the, just my being, just my absolute being. And it, that was the first memory that punishment that ended up being an all day thing, that punishment All of that sadness just sort of flooded. And that made sense of why I had this reaction several years ago to this very stressful event. Because it was was a bunch of men who were using power games, bullying tactics to try to make me do something that I didn't want to do and wasn't healthy for me and wasn't healthy, period. And I, I... I just had this, well, first of all, I resisted it, right? But because it was a professional situation, I mean, I couldn't just like tell them off and 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 use my fight response, my aggressive anger, right? I couldn't do that. So so I dealt with it as best I could. I came, I, I would withdraw from that after, you know, basically fawning. I can't fight. I can't flee because it was a relationship that I actually, I needed to cultivate. So I couldn't fight. I couldn't flee. I had to fawn. So I pleased. I did I did what I could to be pleasing, which I don't know. It it was one of those situations where I didn't I wasn't uncomfortable enough to leave the relationship, nor could I have because contractually I was I was obligated. So it was one of those things that that I was sort of in between a rock and a hard place. And as I dealt with the stress of that, I thought I was doing a really good job, except that, you know, I was, I was self-medicating pretty badly. And, and I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to do the bad thing, right? Because I was bad. Being in a situation where power games and manipulation and bullying tactics were used by, by people who I respect, men whom I respect, or love always caused that reaction in me. But I hadn't made the connection with the physical reaction until I was researching that masterclass. And as I sat with that, that feeling of sadness, which equaled badness, the meaning was the meaning of all of that sadness was that I was bad. And since I was bad five years ago, which wasn't really true, right? But this was an automatic reaction. And it came from the past. Since I was bad, I needed to do, I wanted to do the bad thing. I wanted to actually be bad. All right, well, if I'm bad, let's be bad. <laughs> so I, I realize how irrational this is. I'm just, I'm just sharing with you how irrational our, our woundedness makes us, right? Our bodies cooperate in it, though, because our bodies are, they've been stressed. They've been traumatized. They've been, they've been stuffing emotion for so long, Right. So as I probed for the meaning, then I got the meaning. The meaning was you're just bad. You're bad. But that's not true. And I knew that that wasn't true. As soon as I pulled that up to my awareness, I could say to myself, well, that's not true. 
But I can definitely see where that came from. And if it's that old, and it was, because that was something I felt over and over and over and over and over again throughout my, gosh, until I was 20-something and moved out and, and got out on my own. I felt that repeatedly over and over. That's what we call a historical emotion, something that you have felt so many times in the past that when it happens in the present, you're catapulted back to the past and your your body and your emotions and your thinking all revert back to the past. You fall back into that trauma response automatically because your body has stored the reaction in case you get into a dangerous situation and your body wants to be sure that you can respond faster the next time than you had to the first time. It, it's your body's trying to protect you is what I'm trying to say. So this is why we should respect our bodies and cooperate with them and not see them as the enemy. Your body is not the enemy here. Yes, you're feeling the panic. Yes, you're having a hard time breathing. Yes, you're you're having pain symptoms and all that stuff. But that's not your body rebelling. It's your body trying to tell you that it needs to heal something on the inside. That's the whole reason I'm doing this whole series, y'all. So as I started to to probe them for the behavior, what I noticed is that my body in wanting to complete the fight or flight response. I'm standing in that memory as a three or four year old child. And what my body wanted to do, remembering that was to shove away. I wanted to shove away like with all the all the force I had. And so I allowed my body to shove away. And I physically pushed several times as hard as I could. And I said the word no, and I pushed and no, and I pushed and I did that several times over and over. And it felt so good. It felt so good. And I felt ridiculous too, though, because here I am in my office and I'm, I'm, I probably look like a crazy woman. But I want you to tell I want to tell you that the very next day, that back pain was gone. The back pain was completely gone. And I could think it took me a couple times, but I can finally, I can think about that memory, both of those memories, both the, the five years ago, but then also the root memory of when I was three or four. I can remember those. I, f- I feel sad for that little girl, but also happy that she knows that she's not bad and that she has been healed and that I was able to help her with that. So that's the whole point in all that we're talking about here. Follow the symptoms of your body. Now that was just that was just my one example and I'm sharing it with you to show you first of all how automatic the physical symptoms are when the responses, the stresses, the trauma, the emotions are compounded over many years. It's automatic. Your body automatically goes into that response. And so if it is a fawn response, then you're probably going to have chronic fatigue or you're going to feel your body's going to be in pain, right? So that you're debilitated so that you it's a it's a playing dead. Remember the fawning? And so if you're playing dead, then your body is either extremely tired and can't respond or else it's disabled and incapacitated. 
You're listening to the Bible Study Evangelista Show. Bible Study Spares That Taste Like Cake. Did you know you can get Bible Study Evangelista radio notes and podcasts delivered to your inbox every Monday morning? Redeem your Mondays. Join thousands of your fellow listeners by subscribing at BibleStudyEvangelista.com. Now, here's Sonia. If you're tired of being harassed by anxiety, fear, and depression, if you're ready to end the constant drama and pain in your relationships and circumstances, if you're sick of pain and disease and constant fatigue in your body, you need the Sacred Healing Masterclass. It's packed with practical tools for healing anxiety and woundedness, 10 hours of biblical Catholic teaching on healing for the heart, soul, mind, and body, and the latest science in physics, neuroscience, and somatic psychology. Healing is your promise and inheritance in Christ. Go to BibleStudyEvangelista.com homepage and click on the Sacred Healing Masterclass for details on how you can be healed. You will experience healing through this masterclass, and what you learn will dispose you for love, heart, soul, mind, and strength for the rest of your life. Because I am sensing right now that there are some of y'all that are just, you're just determined that you want a miraculous, immediate physical healing and nothing else is going to satisfy you. But I'm here to tell you, if you will listen to what I'm saying, this is the Holy Spirit giving you the answer you've been asking for for a long, long time. And this is why he hasn't poofed away your physical healing. He wants to heal you more deeply. He's not interested in a three-second healing and you're going to go right back to doing the same really bad, unhealthy practices that you've been doing your whole life. He wants you to fully repent. And not in a sense that you're guilty, especially when we're talking about trauma here, not in a sense that you're guilty necessarily, but that you're still using coping mechanisms that are unhealthy and destructive. He is interested in your full healing, not a two or three second healing that, yes, it might be miraculous, but it doesn't change anything for you. You're still using the same destructive, unhealthy coping mechanisms, both with the self-medication, both with the trauma and the stress responses, with your toxic relationships. You still don't have boundaries like you should. You're willing to be abused and you shouldn't be. You're willing to continue the, the freeze response or the pleasing. He wants to heal you more deeply. And so I will just say to you, you can search out all the healing services you want to. You can go to all of the the healing prayer, all of the all of that stuff. You can do all of that stuff. You can pray all the deliverance prayers you want to, but I'm telling you, this is the last piece of the key. If it's true that 80% of our physical problems have emotional, mental, and spiritual roots, then it is a sin to discount that part of the equation. It is a sin to discount what your body is telling you about how it needs to heal interiorly. So I'm not going to place a whole bunch of guilt or nothing on you, but I'm just going to say I'm not doing this for my own benefit. I'm doing this series for you. I already have the information. I've already I've already experienced healing in, in a, a couple of 
places and a couple of ways. And I know this works. What I'm giving you, I'm telling you it works. It may be a longer term kind of thing, but that's a good thing. So don't toss it out the window simply because it's not a miracle for you. It's still a miracle if you get healed, whether it's over a period of time or it's immediate. So as I started to get a hold of this process, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fabulous, right? So I I woke up a couple weeks later and I, I was having some shoulder pain again. And I thought, okay, well, this is interesting. I, I have always marked this stuff down to just, just stress, right? All right, I'm stressed. So I have some, some shoulder and some neck pain. And I knew that that was stress, but I thought, all right, instead of just marking it down to simple stress, I'm actually going to ask my body, what is my body trying to tell me? So I sat with the Holy Spirit and I decided to listen to my body. I asked the Holy Spirit, I I said, Holy Spirit, body, what are you trying to tell me? And I started to listen and not audibly, right? But just, I started to pay attention to this aching in my shoulders and it was across both my shoulders and kind of up into my neck. And anytime I work a lot or say I'm at an event, it's, it's like I carry my stress there in my shoulders. And so if I sign books for a long time or, or I'm sitting talking to people at an event, I, I almost always end every event with shoulder and neck pain. And then if I have like a really intense set of consults during the day, I'll end up that, that afternoon with this sort of ache in my shoulders and neck, which is not unusual and it's not debilitating or anything like that. But I thought, you know, since I was studying all this, I thought, well, let's, let's just give this a try. Let's see. Let's see what this actually is. And so I asked the Holy Spirit for an image. Where, where is, is there an image or a memory here? And what I saw was an image of a yoke. You know that story where Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. I saw the image of the yoke. And my mother actually has a, an antique yoke, an oxen yoke at her house hanging above the fireplace and it's enormous it's probably six feet long and it's really really big it's like a huge beam that's been kind of carved out I don't know if you've ever seen one but you might want to even just do a little search an internet search and and look at it because it's actually meant for two animals in her case hers is an oxen yoke and it was meant for two oxen and the farmer always paired the older oxen with the younger one because the older oxen was more experienced and the older oxen knows how to plow straight rows that aren't too deep or too shallow for the seed and so he pairs the older one with the younger one and the two of them learn together they they plow then the rows for the farmer and so as I was sitting with the Holy Spirit and I asked for an image, that was the image I got was this yoke. And it just felt so heavy. I could feel it on my shoulders. It just felt like this very heavy. You've also also probably seen um, pictures of, of civilizations that are kind of primitive and they have to carry their own water. And one person will have two buckets of water on a yoke hanging from either side and they'll be carrying it on their shoulders right? So that's sort of the same kind of picture, only that's a a one person kind of yoke. But you get the idea, right? So there's a weight on your shoulders. And so I looked for the emotion there and I started to feel sadness. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Why am I feeling sadness over, you know, just a 
simple, normal stress. And I asked the Holy Spirit, what's the meaning of this emotion? What's the meaning of this sadness? And what is the lie? What is the lie associated with this sadness? And the lie was that it's all my responsibility. (laughs) I'm responsible, right? And so I was feeling the weight of the responsibility And the sadness was that if something happens, it's your fault. It's all your responsibility. Now, this was another lesson that I learned very, very young. If I got in trouble, it was always my fault. There were no apologies ever. And it didn't matter if it was an accident or not. I was bad. It was my responsibility. It's my fault. If my father was angry, it was my fault. If he was upset, it was my fault. No matter what it was, it was always the other person's fault. And in dealing with him, every single conflict, if there there wasn't really a conflict on my part because I was afraid of him, but if he was upset in any way, it was always my responsibility. It was always my fault. And so that was the big feeling that I came out out of my childhood and adolescence with. And there are times that when I feel, when I feel that weight of responsibility that I could, I'm feeling it there in my neck and shoulders. So I, I wondered, I asked the Holy Spirit, I I asked him, what is, what is it, you know, now that I have the lie and I know the truth is that it's not my responsibility. This is your ministry. These are your people. You are the, the, um, healer here. So I knew that, that the, the fact that it was my responsibility or my fault was a lie and I knew what the truth was. So I started to probe for the physical behavior. What does my body want to do? And my body wanted to lift up this yoke and push it off. And so I did that. I lifted with my hands and my shoulders. I lifted up the yoke, imaginary, right? And I pushed it off. And I asked the Holy Spirit for a transforming image. And this is where your imagination, this is what your imagination's for, is for holy things, right? And so I asked the Holy Spirit to give me a transforming picture of this yoke. And what I saw was the, I was still carrying the yoke, but it turned into paper. (laughs) It turned into this really light, you know, I'm still carrying it. It's still mine. And I, you know, I have, it's, it's my, my privilege and my duty and my job, but it's not my, it's, it's not my responsibility how it turns out. I can, I only do the best that I can do. And then the rest is the Holy Spirit's, right? So I, I, I know this sounds ridiculous and it's it and I am exaggerating to make the point here to show you the way through this kind of physical stuff. But I actually thanked my body for alerting me to this false sense of responsibility that I was feeling. And I reminded myself that, hey, you know, yes, I'm going to do the very best I can. But the outcome is always God's right. The stop tool. Stop. S is sin not. T is tell God, O is offer the right sacrifice, and P is put your trust in God. And so I was doing what I needed to do. I simply needed to remind myself to just simply trust, right? It's not my fault. It's not my responsibility, not in the sense of self-sufficiency for sure. Now, is it a duty and a responsibility? Yes, but in a healthy way, not the kind that feels this heavy weight and this stress. Instead, I can carry this yoke because Jesus is actually doing the carrying.
You're listening to the Bible Study Evangelista Show. Bible study spirits that taste like cake. If you love having Bible study in your pocket, you can become a friend of the show. Click on the yellow friend of the show button on BibleStudyEvangelista.com and become a supporter of any amount and any frequency. Now, here's Sonia. or stress responses, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Trauma is a long-term stress response that is frozen. Trauma can be acute stress from a life threat or a perceived life threat, life threat, or it can be actually the end product of cumulative stress. So trauma then is injury. It's not disorder like, you know, PTSD. It's not really a disorder as much as it is an injury. So it's understandable and it's healable, but it's an, an energetic threat response. It's very highly energetic because of the adrenaline involved. And the adrenaline is to help assist you in moving or exiting, fighting or fleeing. And that energy has to either be released and integrated, or if it's not, then the nervous system won't reset. Otherwise, you're using your energy to keep it all down or to keep it under control. And if you're doing that, then you're still freezing. In stressful or traumatic situations, if all of that energy in the body is not discharged, then it causes biological and psychological and emotional and mental and behavioral issues. So if you have experienced trauma, either as a one-time event or a cumulative kind of thing, your capacity for growth and development and renewal is lost because you're using old resources to try to respond to new events. You're using old memories to respond to new stuff, right? And so the brain then has created this fixation. Your brain wires around your woundedness. And so these patterns of fixation can prevent or restrict or distort, distort, I'm sorry, your growth and your movement Anytime an organism, an animal, a human being perceives a, a danger with little or no chance to escape, then that biological response is a complete paralysis and shutdown. It's almost like accelerating and braking at the same time in a car. Your freeze response is like that circuit breaker in your house that shuts down your physiology, your body when it's overloaded. You can see then how your body, if all of that energy is not discharged, it just gets locked down inside. And so your body then keeps score. So trauma and cumulative stress is a sort of corruption of the perception of time in our brains. We're experiencing the past as being present and it recurs again and again with these triggers. Under threat, our brains are especially attuned to such markers, somatic markers, physical markers, and the brain stores them all in its procedural memory because it might need those markers in the future to warn us against a threat and help us to act even more quickly the next time. So in the absence of discharging all of that infor- uh, that emotion and that energy, all of that's going to be s- stored 
in your survival memory banks so that you can jump with the faintest cue reminiscent of that earlier experience. So what we want to do, the goal is to be able to remember without the automatic physical response. The symptoms are stress memory or body memory. So we want to be able to remember without all of that that physical response. So when you feel yourself having that kind of reaction, we want to do what I call dimming the switch. There's actually a word in um, in electricity, rheostat, from the Greek meaning stream and state meaning a regulating, regulating it or setting it, regulating the state. So that's where I got the, the dimmer switch idea. I got it from my husband, actually, because he was talking about how I was asking him about <laughs> energy like circuits and circuit breakers and, and all the energy coming through a, a wire. And he was talking about a dimmer switch is what tapers that energy down. So if you start to experience this overwhelming physical response, then and, and you're going to have a memory associated with that, then you want to dim the switch and go to your Emmanuel moment until you can feel relaxed so that you can kind of tap into your resources of safety and goodness. And then you can go back to the stressful memory, the stressful response. So you're going to kind of go back and forth. And what happens there is that you can remember a little bit more at a time. You don't have to remember all of it at once. You don't have to sit with the whole thing at one time, especially if you start to get overwhelmed. But you can do this in stages. It's the physical reaction that causes the panic because it's it feels so out of control. It's like you have no control of your own body. And that's what causes the panic. If you'll just come back to the present moment in that Emmanuel moment and sit with the Holy Spirit until you feel calm again, then you can revisit a little bit more of the memory and you can do that back and forth. You can sort of taper. You can dim the switch when it gets to be too much. You can dim it a little bit, sit until you have come back to the present moment, you're more relaxed, and then go back to it. And in fact, you don't have to do it in the same sitting. You can even come back to a traumatic memory like that more than once and work through it a little bit at a time. And of course, if it's overwhelming, then seek professional help. Our trauma therapists and our therapists, they know how to deal with this stuff. If it's not, though, as in my case, it was overwhelming because it was a physical response that I I felt like I couldn't control. But as soon as I understood it and it made sense, I felt more comfortable entering into that mild panic of the situation and working it out with the Holy Spirit using that stop tool. As you experience that stress, then if it gets to be overwhelming, you go back to your Emmanuel moment, you sit until your breathing and your heart rate and all is regulated. That helps then your system adds doses of oxytocin. And then you can revisit the stress a little bit and then come back to the Emmanuel moment and relax. But through the whole thing, honor and thank your body for its honesty and for its, its uh, insistence on your healing, listen to what it's saying. We don't want to deny the emotion and the memories, but we don't want to get swept away by it either. 
through the dissociation or the checking out. So you just want to keep coming back to that Emmanuel moment until you're relaxed and then you can revisit it. And that could take time depending on the trauma. If it's severe trauma, you probably will need some professional help. And there are other ways actually that you can reach that quiet and relaxed state. So um, my friend Candace Durier, she is a licensed family uh, and marriage therapist <laughs> out in San Diego. And she actually gave me a couple of, of good things. The first was in that uh, show on the degradation of the body. And we talked about the fallen angels. She told me about a therapy that she uses in tandem with EMDR. And it's a light therapy. She uses a light device to help stabilize the limbic system, the feeling reactive part of the brain. And in combination with the the light device which the client watches along with the EMDR it resets the the emotional system it completes the circuitry and and helps regulate and bring the body back into a relaxed state and what was so amazing about that was we were talking about lucifer meaning light and how light was meant to help grow us and develop us, right? And so anyway, she was telling me about that. So EMDR and light therapy, those are both ways that we can support our bodies in relaxation so that they can grow and develop. This relaxation thing, y'all, is important. I might need to do a whole thing just on that, a whole show just on that part. It's really, really important, this relaxation thing. But here are some other um, ways. We know that a walk, walking helps adjust the system. It helps it calm. So you can walk while scanning your environment, especially if you have really strong emotions like anger or fear. A, about 45 minutes is, is supposed to be this, the sweet spot, the studies show. So go take a walk. And typically, that's what I feel like doing a lot of times anyway, if, if I'm having a like a physical reaction. Um, deep breathing or box breathing or block breathing. All of that, you want to fill your lungs to capacity. You want to push your lung capacity actually even higher. So you push out all the air and you want to make sure that you're breathing so that your stomach is rising and falling, not just your chest. That's what helps reset reset that limbic system and helps you relax. Neurofeedback, that's another non cognitive therapy or non-talking therapy kind of way that can help reset the system. Candace also told me told me about TRE exercises. Now, I'm not going to have time to go through what all of these are, but I will post links in the community. The I've already actually posted the working through pop quizzes and the your identity in Christ document that you can go to the community, look on the menu and click the area on the menu that says working through pop quizzes and that has that document there you can uh, download that for yourself and I'll also I'll post the TRE exercise um, information for you so that you can try that as well that's another all of these are options that you can use that are not they're not long term but they your body relax your limbic system regulate so that you can grow and develop the way you're supposed to. This kind of body-based approach helps complete the fight-or-flight survival energy that your body remembers, and it helps develop an increasing tolerance for uncomfortable memories and emotions and bodily sensations that are associated with those. So these are all ways to embody our self-awareness for balance and healing. They're ways to be fully incarnational. 
Thank you for listening to the Bible Study Evangelista show. Find out more at BibleStudyEvangelista.com.